after breakfast Once before lunch It's Austin, Texas It's weird brunch What's Tom Hiddleston doing? He's gonna be in a fucking TV show about Loki about? A TV show? Which, color me wet I would like, that watch fucking that Hell yeah like, I Tom, love him Color me mm. wet is my favorite 90s R&B band <laughs> Two T's. <laughs> totally. Uh, no, like Tom Hiddleston is only hot as Loki. Fair. I think we've covered that yeah. ground before. As yeah. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. What? They were boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, they're like both in real life? very skinny. Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe like he was cast in a video I hadn't seen or something. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <gasps> Did you know Aaron Paul? You know who Aaron? Yeah. Paul? Yeah. I was, love Aaron. Was Paul. in a uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. He was in like an Incubus video or a System of a Down video when he was really young. <laughs> it's really good. Like he's good in it. The song sucks, but like he's amazing. I love yo Aaron Paul. bitch. <laughs> I love Aaron Paul. Science bitch. I hope he's a good person, and I think he is. I watched the... He is. He is? He has to be. Have you seen the cult TV show? I watched the whole thing. It's so good. It's so good, and I only really... Well, it's sometimes good and sometimes not, but I was mainly watching because I was just like, I'll watch you, Aaron Paul. Yeah. Do your thing. Also, what's her name? It's hot as shit. God, she's Mm. hot. (sighs) I wish I remembered her name, but I don't know women's names. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lisa. (laughs) Lisa. You're welcome, Lucy. Lisa. Lisa. Alternate reality. Lisa. Karaoke. Should mm. we? What should we do? Karaoke? Oh, no. Mm. No one needs that. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't Fine. Want to. Fuck y'all too. Then. I didn't want to either. Are you excited to dress as Captain Marvel for <gasps> Halloween? Because all you need is a nine inch nail shirt and a fucking baseball hat and it's fucking is that awesome. what she wears at some point yes and yeah. i'm like this is gonna be cake this yeah. halloween's gonna I, be cake i yep. really hope that movie is good because it can't I feel be like bad. the trailers aren't that great i haven't watched lisa one. like when she was looking at me when i said that this piece of her eye just went mm-hmm. like inadvertently she just fucking from all did the it. nicotine i've been uh-huh, smoking uh-huh. from this jewel I don't know. I have a lot of faith in the movie. I hope it's fucking awesome. Maybe it's because when I saw the Wonder Woman trailer, I was like, oh my God, the song is so great though. Yeah. Oh God, her theme song. That's the only thing that the that, that, uh, Warner Brothers DC things have gotten right, right? is her theme song. I loved so it. Good. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm pumped to see that. And then I see this one and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Have you guys seen this? Uh, the stills from Wonder Woman 1980 Mm-mm. Oh, or what 1985 or whatever they're doing. Oh, that sounds awesome. Wait, what? The new, the next Wonder Woman movie takes place in 1984, and it looks gorgeous. Of course it does. Oh my god, it looks so amazing. Gal. Yeah, it's I've, very like good in the 80s. Barbie fashion. It's so good. Yeah. I want mm. that. I'm mm-hmm. also excited about the 90s grunge of Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I'm not I mean, it's, all, it's all great. Anything. Like, I just said the trailers are somewhat lackluster. Just now please I watch keep one. fan Can servicing I watch us, one right ladies. Now? Which one? The second trailer for Captain I won't no, do it. No. We have to wait until. I know till I've seen it. I just. Thanks, watch Trailer it again Academy. Now. Yeah. Isn't there another Guardians of the Galaxy? No. I don't know about they that. They haven't it's announced it yet. 
I thought there was a third there? one coming. I well, don't know. someone's gonna have to resurrect Gamora, right? Like, there's gotta be no because the, that they're well, like no, they're the gonna... X Men, where there's like been a lot of people in and out of that crew, so they oh. don't necessarily have to bring anybody back to keep. But the... they will they... because what they're gonna do is rewind time so that everybody yeah. is back to where they are. Right. Because obviously, Time Stone McGee was like, "I got this fingered out." Mm-hmm. Um, and which guy is he? The um, Doctor the Strange. Hot one. <laughs> Don't call Benedict Humberbatch <laughs> or whatever hot. I'm just saying, if I got house. in a British sandwich, may it be uh, Hiddleston and Cumberbatch. No! Don't call Benicio Bumblehatch. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. Benicio del Toro can get it till he's dead. Do you dead. know what yeah. movie? Benicio del Toro. <laughs> I'm dead. I didn't find that attractive until The Last Jedi. And then I was like, oh, I am fun, totally yeah. down with him. Oh, man. Now I want to watch that I even liked again. him when he was like kind of fat and gross in yes. Sin City. And yeah. he's like the and head he, and, and he's head like head talking out of his neck. And I was like, yeah, I'm still kind of He's the kind that. of guy who could let himself go and it's, he'd still be right Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, he'd still be fine. He's like greasy and hot somehow. He, oh. he maybe is why okay, bde a is a thing you think what it's benicio benicio del big dick energy Eoro? Uh, fuck i'm sorry i forgot about that we had a whole thing bdt bde okay bdt oh. got bde bdt is what we used to call that my friend terrence <laughs> big dick terrence <laughs> that's true huh. yeah. i don't know if my friend terrence has wow. a big dick but he might hi terrence <laughs> Um, um, tell your mom I said hello. Um, yeah, for real though, I do know your whole family. Hi. Hi, I'm Karina Magyar. Oh, also, Dark Phoenix looks good. Okay, say your name. Oh, I'm Lisa Friedrich. I'm Whitney Lamont. I'm Dark Phoenix. Not Dark Phoenix. You kind of are Dark Phoenix. <laughs> You're the fire mom this episode. Mm. Mm. Oh, and this is Weird Brunch. I started yeah. it, so I have to finish. You it. have to finish. I'm so sorry. This is Beard Wunch. Um, we. <laughs> beard once we tell you strange stories that we found on the internet and half-ass research no that's not true some of us Ooh. really dive in whitney and some of us i'm sorry find links <laughs> i'm not gonna say who does that. no you know what i like i like us i really do i think we're a good i'll leave i mean <laughs> i i don't have to be here y'all could do this easily just the two of you Lisa, we need you. We need you. What For we what? all are, we're a <laughs> what triangle. Do I, but what do I bring to the table, You guys? know what a triangle is without one of its sides? A line. It's just two lines. It's two what lines. What does it do? It, it can talk. No. <laughs> Greater than, no. less than. If it was like this, if we had a little stack of, pa- not paper clips, what are the little tongue depressors called? Where is this metaphor going? Well, if you take it out, boom, we fall down. It's like a house of cards. It's like a house of cards. Me, but you, you can, can obviously actually... subtract. You've already proven that n- number. Of no. Times. Yes. You can. I put felt two your cards. absence because okay. you're smarter than both of us. <laughs> That's true. Like you know all the little the fucking... things, and you'll be like, "Well, actually." <sighs> Because yeah, I know I there's that. multiple times where I've been like, this city is in this state. And you're like, no, it's not. I'm proud it's to be state. the. <laughs> it's a state. A uh, Illinois is a state. Proud you to know. be the well actually of this podcast. <laughs> At least you're that, not just the idiot. <laughs> I'm the idiot. You're not, you're not the, the idiot. idiot. You're gullible. That's not the same. I'm not gullible. I believe in what I believe in, man. She's sure. open-minded. And, that's and we're both that's not true. That's the true. worst. Yes, yes. You've opened yourself to the universe in a way that we can only dream of. Do you think that the government brought crack to the black community? Yes. Like on personally? Yeah. 
uh, I think crack was there. I think that they were like. You think they like put it in? Here you go. Uh, I, I have I not could, researched that. I spooled it around. I, I think so. Wasn't okay. crack just so cheaper? So then we're all yeah. on the same page and you all agree with me on everything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Those everything. kind of debate skills that just slay what? me. No, that was great. Monarch. You're <laughs> She's her own monarch. Which, what the fuck has Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande been doing? Uh, Are they nothing. hanging out? Bless, blessedly. No, wasn't he? Was he hanging out with somebody else? Oh, I have no idea. The other day, Whitney texted me, and I was like holding my breath. And, and then it was she, just and like, what's that about? Oh, like, I thought, I thought it was going to be about Pete and Ariana. But uh, it was some link. You sent me you? some link. I don't know. Some fucking link, man. I just send stuff when I see it. I'm like, this reminded me of you. And it's just like a know, trash can I fire. Just, and yeah. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a court gesture being dunked in water and blood. Okay. What? What? Sure. I'm just jeweling. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's jeweling all over I'm herself. I'm jeweling and I'm clawing and I can't get anybody to fucking sponsor this podcast <laughs> what else do trying. i need to get on uh what other thing crack <laughs> get yeah. the government to sponsor us yes. that's some sweet money a lot of people chase those contracts I take some government money ellen what do i have to do <laughs> to get you <laughs> and the overlords to sponsor us mm. just be oh, just, just be yourself, be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay I think I'm up first. Okay. I think it's me. Mm. So my story is about a woman. Yay. And that's it. Goodbye. Okay. Weird. So, this so one time, weird. a woman? Oh, my God. <laughs> you wouldn't even guess. And then, and everybody left. Um, okay. So the woman I'm talking about tonight is named Judith Campbell. AKA Judith Exner because she got married after all of this and that guy was famous and whatever. So we'll call her Judith Exner because that's what most people call her. So Judith, Judy, Jude, Judy, hey, Jude. Lady Jude, hey. Hey, hey. Um, was the first woman to publicly admit that she had affair, an affair with President John F. Kennedy. Good job. Um, good old JFK. And the only reason she ever admitted to it in the first place was because the FBI was like, what's up? You got to <laughs> come and talk to us. So let's get into old Judy. So she was born to a wealthy family, of course, because who else did the Kennedys hang out with? Who else would name their child Judith? Judith. Um, Judith, Judith. Sorry, it's actually. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> I like so it. She was born in 1935. That's a hot music video, also though, and we should talk about Everything Norman Lady Reedus. Gaga okay. does is beautiful. Paparazzi's a great. I watch that. Just Dude, for fun Alexander Skarsgård, and they're speaking fucking Swedish, and, and can it's get like whole it time. I don't give a shit. shit. Mm, he's on my top Bill five. Bill can get it too. I don't give a fuck. <gasps> Ew, 90% no. of the Skarsgård I am with you. No. What do you mean oh, no? I thought you meant no. Bill as in. Paxton? No. Like Bill and Alex. They were in. Bill the Boring Vampire? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. 
True Detective. True Detective. True. True Blood. Bill? His name is Bill. Oh no, not that. Yeah, Bill. the one no, who's Bill Skarsgård. Okay, Bill Skarsgård. The one who plays yes. fucking Pennywise. No, not yeah. Okay, as long as it's not Bill the Boy Vampire meant, who ruined True Blood by no. being yes. in it at all. Yes. Well, yeah. him and Anna Paquin are married IRL also. Yes. Yeah. Well, sorry. And that's who we both thought because both of us were like, no, no way, Bill. Thank Ew. you, Anna, for taking him off the market so nobody else for would make that mistake. Once I wasn't thinking about True Blood. <laughs> literally that was the only time in my life where i was like what yeah sorry anyways <laughs> aside from all of that scars guard talk but let's be real Even you want the dad and the hottest one of all stellan stellan scars guard mm. all right judith exner born 1935 to a very well-off family and raised in the wealthy neighborhoods in Pacific Palisades, California. Slutty. Um, I like it. So slutty. So her dad was an architect and um, they actually lived on the same street as Bob Hope. (gasps) So that's how wealthy they are. So she turns 18 and she's like, well, guess what? It's like the 40s, 50s now. Um, I'm going to get married. It's time. She marries this actor. His name is William Campbell. If you look him up, he kind of looks like a mixture between Elvis and Kinnicky from Greece. R.I.P. Yeah. He was also the hot one in Greece. A hickey from Kinnicky. It's, it's like, like a, a Hallmark, Hallmark card. card. So her and William get it on for a little bit. Uh and they're married and he starts to get famous because he's in a few Westerns and then he has a couple stints on Perry Mason and on Star Trek. Oh my no God. No big deal. And that's when she starts to kind of mix and mingle with Hollywood elite crowd people. Um, and the most notable person that she meets is Boyoyoing Frank Sinatra. What's up, blue eyes? So that's what they called him, right? Yes. Boyoyoing, what up, blue eyes? <laughs> yeah, yes. That's his full name. <laughs> Frank Boyoyoing. <laughs> what up, blue eyes? So uh, that was Sammy Davis Jr.'s name for him. Yeah. Frank <laughs> and uh, Judith are like, what's up? we have fun together. Like let's hang out. And, um, she pretty quickly gets divorced from her husband, uh, in 1959. I think they were married for like less than five years. She was just like, eh, which good for her. I mean, yeah, I feel like people didn't really get divorced like that back then, but she did. So she divorces Campbell and then, Frank is like, come with me to Hawaii. And she's like, all right. They have like this kind of whirlwind whirlwind relationship for a few months. And um, they're not, they like to bone, but it's not like a really serious thing. So in February of 1960, she's at one of Frank's shows in Las Vegas and she meets Jack Kennedy JFK. And at this time, he's a senator from Massachusetts trying to get the Democratic nomination for president. <clears throat> what? 
nothing i'm holding and trying to do an impression of his voice but i don't think i can do it okay well if you feel moved well, senator is like a good word to be like senator, but I, that's yeah. not the it. senator from Massachusetts. Say that, or um, I'm it. Jack Kennedy. Caw. Hi, Judith. Car, 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 car in the pocket. Car. Yeah. Oh, you're saying car. You want to go to my car? I thought we were just doing do like it. birds. Car, <laughs> car. I can't do it. It's you're like right. a warm up thing. You have to just Hawk do crow noises. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have sweet words for like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, you what to you're doing sweet now. Words, but, but I. Yeah, that's why I didn't get it. I was like saying, oh, crap. That's my word, not for New York people. It's like Wisconsin or something. Yeah, Midwestern. I do all that there. Oh, crap. Oh. Yeah. So anyways, Judith recalls in an interview that when she met JFK, quote, when you talk to Jack, he just talked to you. He was endlessly curious about everything and everybody he loved gossip same and uh the night that they met he wouldn't let her leave his side so sounds like a also cult leader i don't know man. if i mentioned this but judith was supposedly a stunning beauty in her heyday i figured uh she looks pretty good I mean, but I mean, like she's just, not like crazy, crazy, crazy hot. Yeah, but rich Californian. Yeah, but out with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, she's hot enough. Sure. So she spends the next day with Jack, and they're hanging out at Frank Sinatra's place. And after that, Kennedy calls her for like every day for a month after they meet in Las Vegas. Every day for one month. I mean, it seems like a lot, but also I'm like, not that much. That does. Since it's just for a month. My boyfriend's so. been calling me every day for six months. Ooh. Oh, no, she is a hottie. Ooh. Yeah, I told She's no, very, certified. she's beautiful. Yes. But. She's like if Jackie and Marilyn had a baby, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like her bone structure, like she has better cheekbones than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. Anyways. Um, I'd go roller skating with her. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> the night before the New Hampshire primary. The so New Hampshire primary. New Hampshire primary. New Hampshire. On March okay. 7th, 1960, that's the first time her and JFK. F-U-C-K. Yeah, okay. Oh, Sorry. wow. Jesus. <laughs> come right yeah, out and say it. Really? Rude. Lisa, come God. on. Weird. Be more demure, please. <sighs> Uh, children yes ma'am yes ma'am <laughs> excuse me ma'am uh yeah so they bone for the first time in new york city and they obviously have developed a more intimate relationship and time passes a little and kennedy's like man i really need some help i heard that you know this guy Sam Giancana. And Judith is like, uh, yeah, I do kind of actually know him. We met at a couple of Frank Sinatra shows. Uh, I could go talk to him. So Sam Giancana is Chicago's godfather. He is heavily involved in the mob and is a godfather. So Judith is like, I'll, you know, 
I'll go talk to him. And so after she says that, she sets herself up as the courier between Jack Kennedy and this mob family. And she thinks that she's the perfect choice because she could just go in and out. Like, here's someone's mistress constantly entering in and out between her, his place, and then Giancana's place. Yeah. Nobody pays attention yeah, to women. Back then, nobody gave a fuck. So, classic mistake. Judith says that she had, she arranged 10 different meetings between Jack and Giancana to help Kennedy get elected. And the main part about that is that Jack really needed a particular county in Illinois in order to get the amount of votes to get the election. I believe that's just how, like, Chicago is. Yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how voting works. Yeah. Well, uh, how do you think Obama got in there? Yeah, it's true. Uh, Giancana liked to claim that he was the one who essentially got Kennedy elected because of that sure. and because of his connections. So for 18 months, Judith is the president's personal liaison between him and the mob. Uh, he trusted her with everything and she was just 26 years old and she was like, I'm so important and I'm going to do all this stuff perfectly. Yeah. And really she did. Except she was pretty important. Yeah. She was important and she actually did do important stuff. Wait, are you saying that Lewinsky didn't? Oh, I didn't hear you talk about Lewinsky. I don't think Monica Lewinsky did anything particularly important during her internship. I have... She a lot though. of feelings about Monica Lewinsky. I do too because like you told should. me. I'm sorry. Did you listen about to the it? podcast? Yes. Okay. My God. Ugh. That poor fucking girl. Yes. Anyways. Huh. Okay. She's great. I just don't think she was like really running important mm. errands or anything. I yeah. agree. But the shit that happened to her is fucked up. Oh, totally. So, as Kennedy's kind of coming up, their relationship starts to deteriorate, of course, because the FBI is like, hey, JFK seems to have quite a few ties to the mob, and we're not super into that. Mm-hmm. And so they start asking around. And FBI director at the time was everyone's favorite guy, J. Edgar Hoover. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was actually assigned to go after the mob by Robert Kennedy, JFK's brother. But they don't really know if RFK knew that JFK was so heavily involved. But I feel like, I mean, he had to, right? But uh, maybe not. They both had their own kind of shit going on. They're both dead now anyways. You probably thought it was Ted. Yeah. I don't think any of the one of them thought about no, Ted. No, Ted was just the dumbest. That's probably, But he was probably like, Ted's probably fucking around. We'll get Ted. Yeah, you but Ted was like fucking around with the lower end guys like Ted Kennedy. We've oh. already had way too many uh, huge diversions here, but I am mm. so sad that <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't live long enough to play Ted Kennedy in a movie. Uh, How good that would been that perfect. movie have been? Jonah Hill. It's no, that Hill. is not the same thing. No, it's not. That is so not mm. the same thing. It's mm. not too far off, though. They're both great actors. What? 
<laughs> so, back sort of on track. Okay, sorry. Um, it's okay. So, Kennedy and Judith finally are like, we done. While the FBI is investigating. Mm. But God, that's at a the great same, reason to break up. Yeah, right? Like, I'm sorry, babe, but the FBI yeah. is investigating. At the same time... Is that all it takes? Just like a nice, clean yeah. break. You know, no hurt feelings. Part on good terms. Yeah. Nobody's fault. We just faults. can't get into it. We just it can't. It's illegal. It's just illegal. Uh, so, while she was liaisoning, if that's a word. Um, liaising. Yeah, liaising. She had been obviously building up this relationship with Giancana. And he eventually is like, I love you. Let's get married. So his wife had died earlier. Mm, convenient. Yeah. Well, they were only they were married for like a really short amount of time. They had a few kids and then she just died. Mm. And in the Wikipedia page, it's just like and Angelina died. Uh, so that's all you get about her. That wasn't followed with the clause and her body was never found. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Uh, she was found in an oil drum. Just kidding. That's I don't oh, know I how like, she died. Whitney, you know how she died then. Mm-hmm. Um, and Judith is like, this whole situation is fucked. No, I'm not gonna marry you. I'm done with this. <laughs> done with Kennedy. Boom. Yeah, we're done. And then, in November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, JFK gets assassinated, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um. After he's assassinated, Judith gets super depressed. She tries to commit suicide. Damn. She gives birth to an illegitimate son that she gives up for adop- adoption. And um, whose kid? It doesn't say. Maybe Giancana's, but. Is there a potential heir to the Kennedy throne that doesn't exist? I would guess that no, since they kind of broke off their romantic relationship relatively quickly. Did they? Um, But mm, maybe maybe there's a little Jack Kennedy somewhere out there. Sorry. (laughs) Terrible at it. I feel like I sound more like the old man who lives across the street in a pet cemetery than anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ed Gwynn. The, he he sounds like that in that movie, Herman Munster. Yes, mm-hmm. and future um, judge on my cousin. I want to say John Cleese, but is is it? No, it's not John Cleese. Huh? Who's gonna play the new guy in Pet Cemetery from oh, Thirty yeah. Third Rock from the Sun? Oh, oh John Lithgow. John, John Lithgow, Lithgow, not John Cleese. Perfect. I love him. Anyways, so I love him. Back to it. So she. Tries to commit suicide, gives birth to an illegitimate son, gives him up for adoption, and keeps getting hounded by the FBI. They're like, we need to know what you fucking know because you know shit. Whose son is this? Yeah. Uh, And she's like, nah. Um, She falls in love with golf pro Dan Exner. And they get married. Hence her last name, Judith Exner. But in 1975, she gets subpoenaed. Um, Subpoena also sounds just real porny. It really does, right? Yeah. So 
up until now, nobody knew of her role with the Kennedys at all. She, or then the Senate committee comes in and says, we need to know about your covert operations involving the White House. Uh, we have White House phone logs that says you've been, you are in like heavy content contact with the president. And then she finally admits to the fact that she did have, excuse me, an extramarital affair with JFK. She also tells them that she had ferried secret envelopes between the president and Gian Khanna, the mob boss of Chicago, for 18 months leading up to the election. Um, in 1977, so a couple of years later, she, this is the worst part. I feel like I like her up until she publishes her tell-all book called, quote, Mafia Mall, the Judith Exner story, comma, the life of the mistress of John F. Kennedy. Okay, well, she okay, didn't name that, it that. That's um, a publisher. She pub. Uh, I'm just. She didn't self-publish. You know what I mean? A yeah, publisher was like, "This is what we." This have to is call the it. headline of uh -huh. your book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, listen, she alleges that many publishers turned her down for fear of the government, like because the government after is them. bad. That that's true. Uh, she also thought that by publishing that book, she would be killed. And the reason why she fucking thought that was because Sam Giancana was murdered in his home, like right before. And he was shot seven times once in the back as he's like cooking sausages in his house. Somebody crept in, shot him in the back. He's like, uh, and then they shoot him six more fucking times what? and murder Giancana. And she says she had been keeping her secret out of fear because obviously JFK got assassinated. And then Sam Giancana, who ended up getting murdered in his house while he was under police surveillance. They somehow just didn't even notice person enter his house to murder him mm. um at first everybody was like this bitch is just being a slut of course they like shamed her for saying that she was a mistress of kennedy everybody fucking hated her and now it's not necessarily the case but um her descriptions of the white house's interior the procedures, everything else, and interviews with Secret Service agents really verified what she had said because it was all fucking true. Um, she ended up getting breast cancer and died, but she went to her deathbed talking about how she didn't want to have to die with any of her secrets about what she did for Jack Kennedy or what she did for the power of his presidency mm. and that she's finally free of it. Man, that feeling when you peak in your 20s. For real. Yeah. And she says that the biggest mistake she ever did or the worst thing she ever did was fall in love with a married man. And it just happened to be that that man was the president of the United States. Not at the time. 
I mean, that's what she fucking said, though. Right. Whatever. It sounds a lot better that way. You're right. It does. Anyways, she died in California in 1999. Right back where she started. Yeah. You, you, you always end up right was back Was she ever where not she in California, though? Yeah, she was in Illinois. Well, she was talking doing the, to people in Illinois. Doing and, Bob yeah, Boss yeah, Chicago. Chicago. She lived in Chicago? Well, she was physically present in Chicago. She was just hanging I'm sure out. She was physically present in a lot of places. <laughs> Anyways. Hmm. I like Judith. I do too. I I like anybody who would be like a big big powerful mob boss is like, "Hey, let's get married." And she's like, "No." She's like, "Oh, you made and me like, question my and, whole existence." And doesn't get like capped, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just like, "No." And he's like, "I guess I got to take that rejection." Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go cook some sausage. That is scary. <laughs> Either she let him <laughs> That's such a fun stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> he was. That's what he was doing. You know when he how got Italians murdered. they eat of the sausage. <laughs> What does that mean? I know everything I know in Italian from I know the movie Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, Thank you. I've never seen it. I cried. Uh, I've never read the book. <laughs> no, Dolce Far Niente means like, sweet. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> it's like sweet something. The sweetness of life or uh, the sweetness of doing nothing or something like that. Oh, oh Dolce Far Niente. Niente. Yeah. Got it. God, I feel like I'm so wrong and someone's going to be like, you're dumb. Who? Well, Who? Yeah. Come at us. Yeah. Know. Come at Name us. Name names. Try us. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be okay Correct with us someone on our coming podcast. at us. Hmm. I'm sure we do need a lot of corrections. Probably, but I still would be mad. Well, <laughs> half of the fun of listening <laughs> to us is even. the frustration. Yeah, seriously. Come on. We're ignorant. You knew that coming <laughs> in. Well, not all of us. Just me. No. Shut nope. up. I'm the idiot. Oh, boy. You are not. Welcome to Lisa's pity party. Yeah. Uh-oh. Did you bring your panties? Because they're in wads now. <laughs> Color me wet. Color me wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> the robot. Sorry. How many were there? Just We then? have three robots in our house. Oh, don't call us robots. Actually, we have four now. Because John walked in. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of robots, mm-hmm. let's talk about aliens. Tight. Perfect. I love it. Um, Robot aliens. I'm really getting good at these segues, guys. You are nailing them. It was seamless. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to, for us to go to the uh, Rindlesham Forest. Where's that? Germany? It's in Suffolk, England. Oh, Suffolk. Suffolk? Suffolk. I think Suffolk. it's Suffolk, right? Suffolk. I think it's Suffolk, Suffolk, right? Suffolk, yeah. 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 It just sounds like so... F- so fuck. So fucking what? <laughs> I didn't yeah. say it. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I know. Well, we all get one F-bomb per episode before the MPAA. Suffolk. 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 Steps in. Suffolk you. <laughs> Suffolk off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, this is basically the uh, Roswell of uh, the UK. Cool. So uh, we've got a lot of RAF, which is the Royal Air Force. I didn't Google that. Oh, I already man. knew it. That's I was looking at the story before. I thought that stood for royal as fuck. Me too. Yeah. Royal ethic. Ethic. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I pronounced that wrong. And then the United States Air Force as well. So just a bunch of Air Force uh, hooligans going on. A bunch of AF. 
Yeah. Bunch of <laughs> asshole fucks. Um, Someone's got to fuck them. Yeah. Those assholes aren't going to fuck themselves. So we have wow. both. <laughs> so this is outside of the uh, Royal Air Force Base Woodbridge, mm-hmm. um, which was used it's, uh, at the it's, time. It's Woodbridge. By the United States Air Force. I'm sorry. Woolbridge. I have never seen anyone get into pajamas Woolbridge. faster in my life. <laughs> this is insane. You walked in and like literally 60 seconds ago. He's he's got practice. Do you have like an Iron Man button on your chest that just like nanotechs those down? Your okay, yeah. That was incredible. Sorry, so, uh, my fiance just walked through and in less than 30 seconds changed into his pajamas and he's now going. He away. looks like the most comfortable person. Yes, he's he the, the most comfortable person here. This is how I... you know that we authentically do this at brunch. Yep. <laughs> Because there's pajamas involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Pajama party. So it was used at the time by the USAF. Um, personnel including <laughs> USA. uh, the pajamas were. I can't. I've never thought that before yeah. and I'll never be able to unthink it. Mm-hmm. Try to have your name be uh, like on everything at work. My name is Lisa F. So everyone just sees Lisa as fuck. And it's I'm fine. sorry. It's fine. I'm just going to start fun. going by Air Force. What's um, your middle initial? C. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew that. What it's is in it? Your Twitter. Claire. Claire. I think I Claire's knew that. Claire's a fat girl's name. Thanks, Breakfast Club. Uh, <sighs> right? John Hughes, kind of a dick. Kind of unwoke, yes. Um. Anyway, the occurrence is oh. the most famous of claimed UFO events to have happened in the United Kingdom. We don't really hear a lot of UFO events happening in the UK, mm-hmm. and I think it's because um, they're told to suppress their feelings. I was going to say, everyone's way too polite to go crazy. I yes. think it's more that we don't give a shit what's going on in the UK. That too. Did and you... Hitchhiker's Guide. Come on. Here's something else that's fun. <laughs> Proof. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. true. Yeah. Ministry of Defense. Mm-hmm. Defense is spelled with a C. Mm-hmm. So it looks like D. Defense. Fence. D. Oh. Fence. D. Fence. D. Fence. D. Fence. D. Fence. D. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Um, let's see. It, um, the So the Ministry of Defense stated that the event posed no threat to national security and it was therefore not investigated as a security matter. Skeptics have explained Is skeptics this. Skeptics with a C? Because yeah. that's British. Yeah. Cool. Um, have explained the sightings as a misinterpretation Septics. of series of nocturnal lights, a fireball, or uh, the Ordfurness lighthouse and bright stars. So people are like, it was all of these things. A fireball came out of the fucking Wait, sky. Where is this forest? Where's Suffolk? Rindlesham Forest. Like what part of England? Suffolk. Uh, Suffolk. I'm look that up because I don't know what part of england suffolk is in it's on the um oh the, it's east it's on the it's way on the east coast. i almost said to the right but yeah the suffolk east. side oh i was kind of hoping it was in the southwest because then we could be like stonehenge but no, no nowhere near no. stonehenge um shit so let's see on the 26th of december 1980 um, a security patrol near the east gate of the RAF Woodbridge saw lights appearing, apparently descending into nearby Rindlesham Forest. 
These lights have been attributed by astronomers to a piece of natural debris seen burning up as a fireball over southern England at that time. You know how that happens. Oh, England's constantly covered in natural debris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, it um, does, right? Yes. Yeah. Wait, really? The Industrial Revolution really fucked up their atmosphere. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't New Zealand like not have any ozone layer? New Zealand? Yeah. It's Antarctica, right? They've got a lot of sheep. That's all I know. Wait, where's the hole in the ozone layer? It's over New Zealand, I think. It's shrank, actually. What? Yeah, go go, go on. It's the one thing we've done right. It's like a scab. The ozone hole has shrunk. I guess I'll keep throwing my plastic out of my car. It was too late, but we did it. Uh, Well, good for us. Uh, (laughs) Servicemen initially thought it was a downed aircraft, but upon entering the forest to... I love that there's a forest involved. Yes. Because where we're from in America, it's always a a desert. desert. Yeah. Yeah. Forest makes a lot more sense if you're an alien. True. Like you got some ground cover when you land. Mm -hmm. But they might be just more used to desert... Well, also, land. it's probably of Mars. way yeah. safer to land in the desert than it True. is in the forest. True. Yeah, but it's also way safer to land in the UK than it is in the US. True. You know what I'm saying? Gun control. But do aliens know that? Gun control. Everybody knows that you don't land in America without a weapon. Mm. Servicemen initially thought it was a downed <laughs> aircraft, but upon entering the forest to investigate, they saw, according to Halt's memo, this guy Halt, mm. um... What they described as a glowing object, metallic in appearance, with colored lights. C O L O U R E D. God that damn. sounds like something you would get at Claire's. Speaking of Claire's, <laughs> let's go to Claire's. Oh, I forget that I own that. Um, <laughs> you own Claire's? I own Claire's. As they she, she means like in the I rap also, battle sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I also own Lisa Frank. Um, as they Damn. attempted to approach the object, it appeared to move through the trees and, quote, the animals on a nearby farm went into a frenzy. How big is this object? Do they say? No. I'm just curious how easy yeah. they don't it big was this orb. They don't say. To move through the trees. Mm-hmm. Later, um, Sergeant Jim Penniston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for pronouncing it the British way. Uh, Penniston. <laughs> Penniston. Uh, well, not, it's two ends. I can't imagine Penis it Town. Any other way, <laughs> Jamestown. Uh, penis Town. Penis Town. God, I wish Welcome there was a place called Penis Town. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, later claimed to have encountered a quote craft of unknown origin while in the forest, although there was no publicized p u b l i c i s e d yes mentioned of uh, mention of this at the time there was no corroboration from other witnesses. Shortly after four a.m., this is still uh, December twenty sixth, nineteen eighty. Uh, local police were called to the scene, but reported the only lights they could see were those from the Orford Ness Lighthouse, some miles mm-hmm. away on the coast. After daybreak of the morning of the 26th of December, servicemen returned to a small clearing near the eastern edge of the forest and found three small impressions on the ground in a triangular pattern, as well as burn marks and broken branches on nearby trees. At 10.30 a.m., the local police were called out again, this time to see the impressions, which they thought could have been made by an animal. Um... 
Let's see. On the 28th of December, so two days later, the deputy base commander, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt. So that's Halt, who we mentioned earlier in Halt's memo. Halt. Finally, that was first well, There's a yeah. famous Halt's memo that's about to happen. What are you looking at? Bear Grylls Forest Caterer. It's the closest thing to this UFO landing site. Okay. I was looking Bear at the map. Bear Grylls? Yeah. God damn it. They sell cakes Did and ice creams. Did he drink his own piss there? And it, no, it's grills with an I instead of a Y. Mm-hmm. His name is with a Y. Oh, I don't know. Well, how much like do have... you know about Bear Grills? Looks like they got a reasonable lot. prices. I was sick a lot in high school. All right, all right. You can get a little, you can get a little pie for six pounds, 50 pounds. Oh, I like one little pie. Did you hear how she <laughs> said it? Six pounds, 50. She's so fucking European. <laughs> God damn it. Would you like a pie? <laughs> Look, my meat pie <laughs> at the bear grills. Sixpence, none the richer, ma'am. Sixpence. Oh, god damn it! That's sorry. my extent of uh, British culture. Tell um, your stories. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, it's nothing. They just took radiation readings and the mm. triangle of depressions and Ti- triangle, triangle, depressions. triangle of De- depression. That's what we should change the podcast name to. Yes. <laughs> and uh, into that in the surrounding area. Uh, a standard survey meter, blah, blah, blah. They took these radio. There was a recorded 0.07 milli row into inches per hour. Rentions. Milli row inches. Say it in Milli row God damn it. M-I-L-I-R-O-N-T-G-E-N-S. I come off like an idiot every goddamn time. Well, actually. In other regions, they detected 0.03 to 0.04. Say it again. Millerontations. <laughs> God damn it. Per hour. Who? What does it mean? Furthermore, Look they detected up. a smaller, a similar small burst over Ooh. half a mile away from the landing site. There's mm. a really nice Airbnb there. It's called Butley Priory if you want to go visit. Uh, Millerontion is a unit of exposure to ionizing radiation. Yes. Like when you see the little Geiger counter, like, tick, tick, that's, tick, what tick, tick, that's what they're ticking. Measuring. They're ticking off Rentgen's. Yeah. Oh, I watched Dark Tourism. Mm. I know. Okay. I just is that show good? It. It's so good. Is it's it? so good. I've been thinking about watching it's, it, but I haven't. I 10 out of 10. It's really good. Dang. Um, so during this investigation that they were doing on the 20th of December, uh, a flashing light was seen across the field to the east, almost in line with the farmhouse as the witness, as the witnesses had seen on the first night, the Orford nest lighthouse is visible further to the east in the same line of sight. Okay. I'm going to find that now later. According to Halt's memo, three starlight lights were seen in the sky, two to the north and one to the south, about 10 degrees above the horizon. Halt said that the brightest of these hovered for two to three hours and seemed to beam down a stream of light from time to time. <gasps> Astronomers have explained these star-like lights as bright stars. Okay, so they just saw a bunch of bright stars? What is- What's the Atomic Weapons Research Establishment? Exactly. 
Is that a whole other door you haven't opened? It's on Google Maps next to the Orford and his lighthouse. Oh, my God. Hold on a minute. Let's talk about the Halt memo. Okay, okay. So these are the primary and secondary sources. So we actually have sources. There's a fucking... There's a, a recording on here and a and a old piece of paper. Um, <laughs> old spelled A U L D. Old, old Lang Syne. Uh, <laughs> the first piece of primary evidence to be made available to the public was a memorandum written by the deputy base commander Halt to oh. the Ministry of Defense (MOD), known as the Halt Memo. This was made publicly available in the United States under the U.S. Freedom of Information Act in 1983. The memorandum was dated 13th Jan, 13 Jan, 1981. I'm fucking British. Uh, Under the title Unexplained Lights. (laughs) Very good. The two-week delay between the incident and the report might account for errors in the dates and times given. The memo was not classified in any way. Dr. David Clark, a consultant to the National Archives, has investigated the background of the memo and the reaction to it at the MOD. He interviews with the personnel He interviews with the personnel involved, confirming the cursory nature of the investigation made by the MOD and failed failed. To find any evidence for any other reports in the incident made by the USAF Mm -hmm. or UK apart from the Halt memo. He's a real failure. The Halt tape. In 1984, a copy of what will become known as the Halt tape was released to the UFO researchers of Colonel Sam Morgan. Colonel Um, Sanders. That's what I thought. And I just Mm. kept reading and it wasn't. Um, Bummer. (laughs) Colonel Sam Samuel. Sam. What in the Sam Hill? Uh, who had then, by then, succeeded Ted Conrad as Halt's superior, who gives a shit. Um, this tape chronicles Halt's investigation into the forest in real time, including taking radiation readings. The si- so he was recording himself when he went into the forest. He was recording himself like during all of this. Okay. Um, so you can hear him see the sighting of the flashing light between the trees and the starlight objects that hovered and twinkled. That kind of sounds like fun, like late night lights out listening. I've got it right here. Spooky. Mm. Um, statements from eyewitnesses on the 26th of December in 1997, Scottish researcher James Easton obtained the original witness statements made by those involved in the first night sightings. One witness said in this statement, we figured the lights were coming from the from past the forest since nothing was visible when we passed through the woody forest we would see a glowing light near the beacon of light but as we got closer we found it to be a lit up farmhouse we got to a vantage point where we could determine that what we were chasing was only a beacon light off in the distance another participant stated we could see a beacon going around what around so we went towards it we followed it for about two miles, three kilometers. <laughs> Thank you. Before we could see it was coming from a lighthouse. Translated. Yeah, seriously. Burroughs reported, reported the noise, quote, like a woman screaming. And also, quote, you could hear the farm animals making a lot of noises. Mm-hmm. Um, halt heard the same noises two nights later. Yeah, somebody so was getting it. Yeah. So how many days has this been? This is it's just two days, but okay. now we're talking about like this was in 1997 where this guy's like, oh yeah, this you know it was this for sure, um, and then the halt tapes were I think he the halt tapes were during, but the halt memo was a week after, so it's just the 26th and the 28th of December that 
this happens. And what's the year? Sorry. Just curious. It's 2019 right 2019. Now. Oh. It's right now? No. What? Oh. What oh. are you asking? Wait. Uh, well, when you said it was. Happen? Yeah. When did it happen? Oh, 1980. 1980. Okay. okay. I was like, uh, oh, really? <laughs> you got this information so quickly. It's 2019. <laughs> so they were all listening to Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so the Halt Affidavit in June 2010, Halt signed a notarized affidavit in which he again surmised what happened. Um, let's see. We had people in position to validate Halt's narrative, but none of them could. He said uh, he should be ashamed and embarrassed by his allegation that his country and Britain both conspired to deceive their citizens over the issue. He knows better. God, that sounds so Shakespearean, the way that's written. I know. Um, Hold on. Conrad also disputed the testimony of Sergeant Jim Penniston. Who claimed to have touched an alien spacecraft. He touched a Peniston. He said that he interviewed Peniston at the time and he had not mentioned any such occurrence. Conrad also suggested that he, that the entire incident may have been a hoax. So all of these different dudes are like, yo, this happened. Everybody's like, no, it didn't. It's the same shit as it is over here. I was hoping that the UK would be a little bit more open to things. Um... Colonel Conrad began a brief investigation of the incident that morning. He went into the forest and located the triangular pattern ostensibly made by the tripod legs. Now they think it's tripod legs. Wow, yeah, they jumped to that conclusion fast. He did interview two of the eyewitnesses and concludes, those lads saw something, but I don't know what it was. The police log attributes the indentations in the ground to animals. Uh... Let's see. There was nothing to be seen as he remains unconvinced that the occurrence was genuine, wrote Topless. Oh, God. These fucking names. Mike Topless, you piece of shit. Um, It's not even his real name. He just picked it up. (laughs) That's just what they call him down at the club. (laughs) Uh, The immediate area was swept by powerful light beams from a landing beacon at RAF Bentwaters and the Ordfurness Lighthouse. I know from personal experience that at night, in certain weather and cloud conditions, these beams were very pronounced and certainly caused strange visual effects. <laughs> visual. Visual. Um, so, yeah, there's also, um, in 2005, the Forestry Commission used lottery proceeds to create a trail in Rendlesham Forest uh, because of public interest and nicknamed it the UFO Trail. So it's very, like, come out and see the Marfa lights. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else important? Did they find the aliens? Um, well, Jenny Randall's in 2010, uh, had a change of heart. So she had previously expressed doubts that the incident was caused by extraterrestrial visitors while suggesting that the UAP, an unidentified atmospheric phenomenon of unknown origin, might have caused the parts of the case she noted whilst 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 some puzzles remain (laughs) we can probably say that no unearthly craft was seen in rindlesham forest Hmm. we can also argue with confidence that the main focus of the events was a series (laughs) of misconceptions misperceptions of everyday things 
for the greater Encountered good. in less than everyday circumstances. <laughs> this is you. Well, do not Lisa stop using Lisa literally that, just pulled a teapot out of her armpit and is serving us biscuits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, biscuits. but they're actually like crunchy little weird yeah. things. Yeah. Yes, the biscuits. The biscuits. Um, <laughs> also, like as early as or as recent as uh, December 2018. 18th um, December. A British UFO researcher reported a claim that the incident was a setup. A setup. So now even UFO, Limey. now even UFO folks are like, nah, <laughs> we don't buy it. That's anyway. kind of awesome. I like when UFO people are like, that's ridiculous. That's when you know you've like really nailed it. Yeah, I can't tell if this is like for real. Some aliens came down, or if it's like, um, like a bunch of fucking jocks out there that are like oh we're only in the air force not the navy yeah i mean <laughs> let's one make of them, some shit up one of them's named topless <laughs> well i'm peniston right mm. peniston oh, welcome peniston. to peniston hello i'm peniston bear that's what i say to all my conquests i always think of <laughs> oh what is it oh no oh, for heaven's sake that weird character that uh, Mike Myers used to play on SNL. Which I one? like to do drawings. The little he, boy, yeah, character? the little boy. Oh, yes. oh that uh, Simon. Simon, which wasn't his character. That was it. It was on Nickelodeon's. Um, what was that? Really? Yeah, yeah. He was just like doing a parody of he it he stole nobody, a character no 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 from, just nobody knew the reference he was making so everybody thought he made the character up but it was like a little skit that was on um you can't pinwheel. do that on oh pinwheel i don't, on I don't remember that yeah show. pinwheel yeah it was I a kid's show on nickelodeon like in the very early days and one of the characters was simon and that was literally the theme song and you know my name is simon and, and he was like just doing a parody of that but nobody got the reference huh. and they thought he invented the character weird yeah. Same thing with Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Did you just yeah, spit wine? Just... Why were we both so like just flabbergasted by that? I just laughed wine all over myself. Fat Bastard was also a kids show. Ooh. Probably. Ooh. Let me see. Is this it? Yeah. There we go. Cool. Oh, you get to watch videos, but I can't fucking watch. Whatever, man. Dang. Yep. Anyway. Nickelodeon. I mean, that sounds weirdly familiar. All right. uh, I'm going to do my story because I'm already on favor and everything's closing and I'm hungry. Okay. uh, Here we go. Sorry, I don't have food. Can favor sponsor us? Favor. Favor doesn't have to sponsor anything. We're not going to get that sweet jewel money, I don't think. So we're. So much. Resorting to you. I am literally sucking Jewel's dick right now. Yes, you are. It's still nothing. You like it. I do. I do. It's consensual. Yeah, it's consensual. I'm going to tell the story of the coolest robbery I've ever read about. Not cool. I don't even know if cool is the right word, but like I just love this story. Okay. Do it. It all starts with Roberto Solis. Who is Roberto Solis? He had 21 aliases. And uh, he was like a notorious bank robber. 
1969 in San Francisco, he tried to rob an armored trunk truck trunk truck. Mm-hmm. It was a truck. I'm sure the trunk was also armored. It was a it was a truck with a trunk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was at a wool a Woolworths, Woolworths store yeah. in San Francisco. Oh man, that second claw is hitting. Uh, and he and his two accomplices went up to this the Loomis truck and said, "Give me all your money." But the driver like picked up the money bag and like turned it inside out and shook it and moths flew out like literally like I don't have any money I'm here for a pickup like I don't there's no money in the truck yeah. and Solis shot him twice in the back. <gasps> Rude. How do you get to the back? Well, the guy ran away when he saw the gun and he just oh. shot him twice. Uh, mm-hmm. And anyway, that driver was a father of six. It was sad. Oh, no. So he's a cold blooded killer and got sentenced to life in prison. Then he escaped. Then they caught him. Okay. Yep. I would tell the story of the escape, but there's so much more to come. Okay. So then they caught him, and like now you're like in light prison for life for like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were thinking about transferring him to Alcatraz, but okay, it was 1969. So I was gonna say, so yeah, like it like was right around down. Yeah, they were like. Mm. So anyway, he was there for two decades. He was there until 1989, during which time he became a very respected poet writing under the name Pancho Aguila. And he wrote five books. His poems were included in a handful of anthologies. Well-known writers became like kind of a champion of him. Like this guy's like legit. He's a great poet. And they came to his parole board hearing in 1989 and said, look, this is a reformed man. He's got the heart right. of an angel or whatever. So he was released in September of 1991. Oh, no. Never release the con. <laughs> and apparently he spent all 20 of those years in jail plotting his next <gasps> larceny. Yes. So he got out, uh, immediately violated parole and got caught selling drugs right next to a school. So he was in and out of prison for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the mid 90s. How old is he selling drugs? Grow up. Uh, yeah, at school, right? I mean, but you get out of prison. Like, what is he going to fucking go do? At this point, he's Wash in his dishes. 40s or 50s. Yeah, but I mean, you can make so much more money selling right. drugs and washing dishes. So he's hanging around. But you can also sell drugs while washing dishes. No. In the city, probably washing okay. dishes, when he met a young woman, his name was Heather Tallchief. <laughs> Is she Native American? Tallchief? Uh, I don't. Sorry. It doesn't say in the story, but it looks like it there may be some. Like- ancestry there yeah it does with that type of last name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's definitely tall chief it's not like tall chief uh yeah, right. or suffolk or something <laughs> maybe it's tall chief. i don't know anyway she's gorgeous Disney. and 19 mm. 18 20 mm. 20 she's 20 okay Mm-mm. so he and meets heather 40 what he's in Ish. his 40s at least it doesn't matter yeah. how old in his 40s he is he's gross they, uh, in 1993, meet at a bar on her 21st birthday, and mm. they hit it off. Dreams do come true, 21-year-olds. Yes, they're having good conversations. He says, I feel your energy. I gotta find this stuff. Oh, oh God. Oh, my I God. I feel your energy. Okay, so Blah. Heather, by the way, like, was raised by this, like, completely drug-addled father who was, like, did an Olympic-sized amount of, like, stuff, and then he got clean when she was eight, but, like, she was messed up, and yeah. her younger kids weren't so much, the, her younger siblings. Uh, so she kind of ran away to San Francisco. 
She's beautiful. She, yes. Seriously. Um, What's her name? Heather something? Heather Tallchief. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, da, 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 I really want to find where they meet. Oh, yeah. That girl could be a model. Yeah, she's like 5'10 and like yeah. just gorgeous. So she's working at an AIDS hospice in Haight-Ashbury in oh, the 90s. Wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then she lost her tr- job and she's broke and that's when she meets Roberto Solis. He gives her, uh, he takes her home from mm-hmm. the bar. He's 48 years old at the time. Right. Uh, and there was a tiny altar in his living room where he had all these like kind of goats, skull, candles, incense, Santeria stuff, right? Okay. And he had two chalices. One was full of red liquid and the other was full of white liquid. And she said, there's something behind this. I got to find out. So she asked her and he said, the white liquid is goat's milk and the red liquid represents blood. Uh I just uh, want to know how dark red it is. That's menstrual my... blood, Ooh. to be specific. Where's so he getting is menstrual a, blood from? Ferti- this is okay. he's saying it's Sorry. a fertility thing. Uh, you know, you need the milk to raise and nurture the life that's created, right? So Heather's like, okay. So he wants to procreate then. Uh, you want to read me some tarot cards? And he's like, yeah, mm. I want to read you some tarot cards. Okay. And he pulls out fortune and a temperate temptress and lust and fate and all sorts of things. And she is just totally like bewitched. Like, dude, you get me. Yeah. And they start performing a ritual, a form of spiritual ritual, according to him, that he calls sex magic. Ugh. Yes. So he she invokes all the gods and the goddesses and lets them take over her body. Mm. And anyway, they're together now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they've been together for a couple of weeks and Solis does tell her about the time in prison and how he killed that driver in 1969 and and uh, it was kind of an accident. He didn't mean to do it. He regretted it and was reformed and she totally believed him. Mm. But he was like, I think I need to just get away from San Francisco. It's I still feel the bad vibes of my misdeeds here. Okay. I keep making mistakes. I gotta go. Let's go. And yeah. she's like, I'm totally up for this adventure. Thanks for down. the goat's milk and the menstrual blood and the and the and the tarot reading. Yeah. Let's go. And so they go to Las Vegas. Ugh. Yeah, that's a great place to go and relax and get away. Where the plan that Solas had been hatching for twenty years could finally start to oh, come to fruition. Shit. So Solis, who's performing sex magic rituals with her all the time, suggests that she finds a job. Uh, and he's just sort of like, you know, looking through want ads. This is kind of pre or just at the beginning of Craigslist. You could be a prostitute. You know, like just circling things. He's like, hey, what about this uh, this job at Loomis, the the armored truck company? Oh. What do you think? If you, you could probably drive an armored truck. And she's like, I don't know. I just got a driver's license, but sure. And she got hired, and she's driving an armored truck for Loomis in Las Vegas. Okay. Where their main clientele is on the strip. Yeah. And her, like, route is Circus Circus. And so for two months, she's driving to and from Circus Circus, and, like, then she'd come home, and they'd do some sex magic rituals, and then he'd ask her a lot of questions about her job and, like, how her day went, and, like, Mm -hmm. sort of what, who are the people, and, you know, what'd you get up to, and did you have a lot of cash in the truck? You get the idea. Yeah. Um, so they start to kind of, he, he kind of figures out the routine and all that. And then uh, one of the interesting things was the, the Loomis truck people, she'd get there with the money 
at one stop and then like there was so much money in the truck that the other two people in the truck would get off get it out take it inside they couldn't carry all of it so she Mm -hmm. was supposed to drive her on the block to just not be a stationary target for robbers while they did that and then kind of end up right back at that spot where they'd come and get more money okay um and then of course loomis uh was like you can't you know make sure you drive your route there are eyes on you and if you drive away um, we are authorized to use deadly force yeah because that is immediately grand larceny so she's basically told if she takes off with this truck she'll be shot dead on the spot i mean yeah perks of the job sure so uh she's doing her routes and they kind of know the routine they know the big days when the casino needs a lot of cash coming in because it's like and a, she's not in a football weekend with is, but she's yet. claiming yeah because okay. it seems pretty goddamn perfect pretty cahooty yeah. yeah all right so uh also the sex magic rituals i forgot all i Every hear day, is like blood sex magic or it's whatever. very red hot chili peppers yeah. and this is the mid 90s so that's yeah. probably where he got it anyway before she went to work he played a videotape for her and the videotape that was just guy. a man's voice mm. with colorful swirls on it and a voice would count down from 10 to 1 and then she'd wake up and you know the people were asking well, what would you see on it and she's like I, I mean that's all I remember but like 30 minutes uh, gone by. I hate it every day before work and she's like, yeah, I'm cool with this. So on October 1st, 1993, she goes to work. Just regular. Like, she sees her little no, video. I don't believe it. Watches her little that video with her boyfriend. That was birthday. And then on Lisa's eighth Ooh. birthday, she went to work and she was at Circus Circus. And uh, there was instructions for her to drive to this place. Like it was in her pocket. She pulled it out and there's like a, like a little place with a map. She just came to in a truck. So when it came time to drive around the block, uh, mm-hmm. she just drove to that warehouse. And when she got to the warehouse, there was a sign on the warehouse door Bullshit. that said Armored Truck Repair Company. And she drove in and then she got out. And then he was acting like really nervous. Like, come on, hurry the fuck up. We got to get a move on. And he starts unloading the truck. There's three. This is Solus, right? Mm-hmm. Three million dollars in the truck. And so they pull out as much as they can. They're shoving it into under a wheelchair. And he plops her into the wheelchair, puts a gray wig on her, some colored contact lenses, and like really quick makeup that's kind of all grizzled with the hair pulled over her face. And he's dressed like a doctor. (laughs) And then they drive. Yeah. And then they drive in this car that she'd never seen before uh, to an airport. And then he pushes her in the wheelchair to a chartered plane saying that it's a medical emergency. And they get on the chartered plane that somehow he procured and they fly to Denver. Denver? Yeah, they fly to Denver. fly to another country. At this point, Heather's starting to realize I'm part of something not fucking heather get your shit together that's bullshit but she was like she said she was in so much shock because she never thought like she thought that they just had this really kinky cool spiritual relationship Mm. she never suspected that he would do something like bullshit grand federal larceny she knew exactly this was at the time the largest casino heist in vegas history this is oceans 11 yeah 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 yeah. so they could only fit 2.3 million dollars it wasn't quite 3 million so they left uh, $700,000 on the truck, which was eventually found by the FBI. Uh, I wish it would have been found by the other fucking people mm-hmm. so they could have at least gotten... I bet both of them got fired. So, so they flew from Vegas to Denver. Uh, the attorney won't let her talk about what happened after that 
which is interesting. So they got caught. I'll get there. Sorry. She, she could not tell what happened between Denver and Amsterdam, but they got to Amsterdam. <gasps> and they're living off the money, and he's being really controlled. How long were they now. in Denver? We don't know. She won't divulge that information. Okay. When were they in Amsterdam? 1994. So they were in Denver for a year. They were in Denver for Something a year. Something happened. Be- I don't know if they were in Denver. Something happened for a year that nobody will divulge. Because I guess, I don't know why. The they were off the grid, man. Then they ended up in Amsterdam. And about a year later, uh, it's I'm not going well. She's not happy. Year. She's not happy with the relationship and how it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's pregnant. Uh-oh. That'll fix things. With Roberto's child. Yeah, and she felt super trapped. And so what happened was, two months after the baby's born, she grabbed some jewelry and like a couple grand and left. Grabbed the baby too. S- Two months after. To come back to the U.S.? Just took off. Yeah. And then she came back to the United Mm. States, to Miami, where she got a job as a hotel maid with a fake name and a fake accent that she used so that she wouldn't sound American. And she lived under that alias for 10 years. Jesus Christ. 10 years she lived on the run. Uh, so that she wouldn't get arrested for this huge grand larceny that was like What's in the news. What's the statute of limitations on grand larceny? Is there I one? I don't think there is one for a okay. federal case like this. Okay. I think it's like murder. You're whatever it was. She uh, came back too like soon. After ten years, she should just. I get imagine away with her it. using the fake accent of fat bastard, and it's <laughs> really funny to me. Uh, I imagine her with like an Italian, like Chef Boyardee accent. <laughs> okay. Oh, I changed the sheets. Uh, I changed the sheets. Uh, yeah. Twelve years. Twelve years. She's living Damn. on the run and all that, and then finally she comes back to San Francisco. She hasn't seen her family. She hasn't talked to her family. Everybody thinks she's dead. She had vanished. They had literally gotten away with this crime. My mom would be like, "Fuck you." But she left all the money with Solis. 10 years ago she has no idea where it went whatever she's just there with her kid who's now 10 years old and she just can't live with it anymore she's like i can't live on the run for this whole kid's life he's starting to like go to school and have friends and like i just want him to have a normal life so she goes back to amsterdam and she gives the kid to some friends and then she comes Uh, back to the united she gives the kid to some friends no in amsterdam and then she comes back to the united states (laughs) in san francisco and turns herself in Oh. Hasn't called her dad, hasn't called her mom, hasn't called her siblings, just goes straight to the police station in San Francisco, turns herself in, sits down for an interview and confesses to everything. The police had been totally fucking stumped. They had no idea who had done any of this. Well, no, no, that's not true. Hold on. The police were stumped as to how they got away. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly who did it because they left all sorts of weird fake IDs behind mm-hmm. in the truck right. along with the $700,000. And that's and the cops were like, oh, shit, Roberto Solis, the poet guy who we got. Yeah. So they were like niffed. And there was a you know nationwide manhunt. And they were gone. Never found them totally stumped about where they went. In she walks confessing oh my telling the whole story and they knew she was right it wasn't like a fake confession because they had they knew it was her um anyway she claims that she was hypnotized by him and that was under his spell his love spell essentially and that she was a victim of this crime as much as anybody else etc uh but she got convicted 
Um, yeah, she was serve. a victim like for after 10 years. And she ended up only serving three and a half years because of her eh. kind of story. I'm okay with that. That's it's a nonviolent yeah. crime. Like, I don't give a fuck. We don't know what happened in that one year between Denver and Amsterdam. She never confessed to anything. She never said what the movements were. She didn't say anything about that time period. And she still to this day nice. refuses to. See, that's, I'm going to obsess over that. So she did three and a half years for God knows what. Happened when between the when they landed in Denver with three million dollars and when they got to Amsterdam and they have like almost one million dollars less, right? Uh, two yeah, two point three million dollars or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, she wouldn't tell the cops where her kid was or what her kid's name was. Okay, so he's just in, in Amsterdam, Amsterdam with her friends. None of her family knows. They know they have Fuck, this. Like, why didn't you give your kid to your family? I'd be like, Mom, sorry. I know you never wanted me to adopt a dog, but it guess is what I accidentally had. A kid it's a very it bizarre thing. So this is 2006. She got out in 2009. She is out and free right now. And Roberto Solis is MIA. Totally got away with it. Whatever happened to him never got caught. Damn. Yeah. Close. So she could have very well given him the kid. Here's the thing. In addition to the three and a half. Yes, exactly. Yeah. In addition to the three and a half uh, years in prison, she was also supposed to pay $3 million in restitution, $2.9 million in restitution with like interest and whatever inflation to the the, uh, casino. Casino. So she immediately signed a deal with a company to pitch her story as a movie. Any proceeds go to the restitution, but anything above $3 million because the statute of that limit she can keep. It's not considered profiting off your Mm. crime because you're paid off the restitution. Well, I hope they cast And she's been actively shopping this movie for 12, 13 years now, and it still hasn't got made. And I'm like... I want to see this movie. I want to see that movie. But she's going to have to fucking say what happened in that year. I feel like that's one of those things. That's the key to me. Like, what horrible shit did you guys do in that year to get out of the country? Because to get out of the country, it's a whole other level of fake IDs. and Yeah. But that's like the perfect movie if you do the whole thing just like the story goes. And then you think it's the end. And then it pops up like May to May. This one year. And Roberto and Solis, we see like know. a weird five minute flash of all this fucked up shit that happened. And you're like, yeah, we're done. And we know Roberto Solis is a cold blooded killer. He shot a dude in the back. Yeah. So what do you think happened? I think they got into, I think they did some crimes in that year that would have put her away forever. And that's why she won't talk about him. That's yeah. what I think. You think they like murdered? I think Roberto probably shot some people in the course of them. She helped or something. And then that's why when they finally got to Amsterdam, she was like, I am done with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I also think she was totally in on it because she had fake ideas. Oh, that's how she they knew was it was 100% her. In so this it. whole blood sex oh, magic I just thing. Fucking found this note in my pocket I randomly that told me to drive to this goddamn parking garage. Yeah, fuck you. My no, story conveniently implies that yeah. this wasn't premeditated, which means it's a lesser charge. Ugh. Yeah, it's, and she came back willingly, not even talking to her parents, thinking, "I'll take the three and a half years. Mm-hmm. I'll get the money for the story." Mm-hmm. And I'll take that money and go back to Amsterdam where Roberto's probably still hanging out with her kids. That's what I think. So do you think that she knows all of his background bullshit? I think she knows no. everything. See, I would. I think she knows part of it. 
I think she's still doing what he, I think she's still doing some of Robert plan that he has Damn. and that he needed more money. And this is how she's going to make more money by selling the rights to this store. I think that's um, what um, it um, is. Um, 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 yeah. Oh man. I mean, if I were going to write the movie, that's what I would make up. Yeah. But, yeah, that's There's true. no facts there. She says she's never had contact with him again. I guess they did find the kid and he was so living no with one, friends. So no one mm-hmm. in Denver, no one in Denver is like, yeah, I ran into them. No, that's this how they, they got, that's how the authorities knew that they flew from Vegas to Denver is that a, uh, I forgot this detail, the charter flight pilot saw the old lady in the wheelchair miraculously stand up and get into the car that was waiting for them. <laughs> of course. And he remembered that detail. And then when the he FBI was like, was like casting about for, did anybody suspicious come through? He's like, well, there was this old lady who could walk all of a sudden. Uh, after not being She able to. was in a wheelchair and then like yeah. hopped up out of it. And was a, a gorgeous jig. five foot tall, yeah, five then, foot 10, you yeah. know, young lady. Oh man. This is this is like Ocean's Eleven, except over thirty years. <laughs> it's like Ocean's Eleven, except for the part where the actual crime. This is what gets to me: is literally she just drove the truck away. Yeah, well, that's she how just easy had a truck with millions of dollars, and, and it was the nineties. It it's not like it was. Yeah, they didn't have surveillance yes, cams everywhere. Yeah. Yes, they did in the nineties. Not outside. They didn't, you know. Now, like, everybody's car has a dash cam and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Cell phones shooting footage all the time. Yeah. Not all of that Yeah, but what cell phone's going to be like, check out this fucking armored car driving away. (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, people are filming all the time now. That's true. Like, Reddit has the, why are they filming subreddit? And it's like, yeah. Because oh, everybody's is that a real fucking because yeah, I'm why into were that. they filming? Oh wow! And it's just a bunch. It's like someone filming a tree, and then yeah, it's some weird dumb shit. things happen. It's all some staged. Of it. But <laughs> anyways, people are always filming now. You can't do anything. So sad. Damn, I miss, <laughs> I miss those days. That woman Damn. was in on it. One, totally. Her kid is fine. Probably with Robert on the weekends. Where is he during the week then? He's doing hood rat he's, shit he's, with his friends. He's probably another pawn in Roberto's little game. For sure. Mm-hmm. That kid has like... Because that dude is that kid smart is Oliver Twist to get a life sentence commuted by being a good poet. Fuck it. That dude's a mastermind. That's insane. Yeah. Like there's something going on with him that's like fascinating. Like you brutally murdered a father of six. I want to meet him. To be fair, I mean, just because you're a father doesn't so make with the you a FBI. good guy. I wonder if people have gone to Amsterdam, like, looking for him and met him on accident. He's probably here in Austin. Lisa, Stop. I bet living you've under our noses. Met him. It's <sighs> probably that guy. So, what did we did we learn? Anything? Abduction or alien stuff? Uh, uh, JFK. Uh, yeah I'm trying to think okay so my woman I mean just tell your story do it right someday I'll fly away don't lie don't lie don't lie I mean don't lie excessively tell the truth if you're gonna get fucked over don't Tell the truth at some point. Tell the truth at you know some point maybe down the line. 
tell the truth when okay hold on i gotta redo it because it's like don't cover for some asshole yes don't cover that's what it is okay don't cover for an asshole you're doing you don't feel obligated to cover for somebody else. That's our title. That Love whole it. There you go. Everything. That's the whole thing. That's the whole everything. I'm sorry. Don't. I'm don't sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just wondering if there was anything. No, there's probably. Good in the groups that we're in. I saw some names. Um, I'm Lisa Friedrich. <laughs> I'm Winnie Lamond. I'm Karina Magyar. And you've been following Weird Brunch. Do it on social media, too all the places. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.